Today we have a very special guest of us. Our guest today is AFLW Premiership player and current captain of the North Melbourne Football Club, Emma, Emma Carney. Good morning, Emma. Good morning. How are you both? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Out on a Monday. <laughs> um, you played on the weekend. What were your thoughts on the game against the Crows? Uh, it was tough. My my body's a bit sore from the weekend, but um, look, I thought we we really matched it to a really good side premiers from last year, and uh, really took it up to them early. But unfortunately, uh, their pressure was just too good for us, and probably overawed us a little bit, and um, they got over the line. But um, plenty of positives for our young side, and we'll look to bounce back uh, this weekend. Uh what is your um, inspiration for getting into footy? Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily like inspiration, but I, I suppose influences. So mum and dad were always really keen on, on footy. Uh, like, I think it's a big part of the the culture of Australia. Uh, I grew up in country Victoria too, so mm. uh, it was it was footy in, in winter and, and cricket in summer and I don't know, I just love the sport. I love how sort of free-flowing it is. You're not restricted to zones. There's that physical element. You can be big, you can be small. It's a game for sort of people of all shapes and sizes, which is what I love about it. Who was your team when you were growing up? I was an Essendon fan. Oh, uh, me. Yeah, I know. don't really follow them too much. But, um, yeah, James Heard. I loved James Heard growing up. But obviously not too good of a role model these days. Oh, yeah. He's done well, though. Um reviving his career a bit at the Giants now, helping out. He has, yeah. He's certainly turned it around, so hopefully he can continue to do that. Um, how would you describe your time playing for Melbourne University? Um, oh, it, was, it was awesome. It was, for me, when I started there, there was no way that I thought there was going to be a national competition. So for me, it was just I played for fun. I, I mean, I played junior footy or like sort of Auskick and stuff, and but then – I gave away footy. So then to be able to start it up again, um, it was awesome. Um, there's some great moments. There's plenty of great friends that I've made along the journey, some that are still playing AFLW, which uh, I like to catch up with. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah it, was, it, was, it was great. It was a great community to be a part of. Um, how different was it once you went to the AFLW from Melbourne Uni's level? Yeah, it was, um, I suppose, from AFLW, like season one to what it is now, it's, it's completely different. But, um, certainly there was a level, there was a change of speed in the competition, so you had to adjust to that. But I suppose it was just more like the, the pressures that you probably faced because you were now sort of in the spotlight, your games were televised, there were people at games, so you, you certainly felt a lot more pressure to sort of perform um, week in, week out. So... Um, I quite enjoy that that element of the game. I, I enjoy the pressure. I enjoy playing against the best teams. Um, brings out the best of me. So um, I guess that competitive nature was really good. But um, yeah, it's certainly it's certainly grown over the last um, seven or so years. That's for sure. Um, heading into your first game at an AFLW level, how nervous were you feeling? What emotions were you going through your head? Um, oh, geez, it takes me back. Um, I think I was just really excited. Uh, I I went and watched the the couple of days before the Collingwood and Carlton game, which was like a lockout. So it was in front of like twenty five thousand, and like 
we we never got that at our games. Like when I was playing at Melbourne Uni, you would be lucky to get like just your family and friends. So, you know, like probably 50 people at most. So then to be able to have that, that many people, we just, um, sure, it made me nervous. I always get nervous before games, but I think it was just more excitement. And I just remember um, warming up inside at the, I was playing at the Bulldogs at the time. And I just like remember climbing up to see um, through the window to see the crowd building at Whitnoble. And it was just getting bigger and bigger. And um, yeah, I was just, I just wanted to, to run out there. And I just remember saying to the girls, just like, like footy games go so quickly. So just make sure you absorb it, like really enjoy this moment when you run out for the first time in Bulldogs colours. Um. Obviously, you mentioned before you played for the Bulldogs, currently playing for North Melbourne now. What was your time like playing at the Doggies? Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was short and sweet and it was probably, um, hell, I mean, we won a premiership. So uh, first year, we struggled a little bit. Uh, we always thought we had decent side, but we just didn't um, click. But then we recruited really well the next year. So, um, yeah, my, my time there was was excellent. I I've got some really good friends that I'm still in close contact with um, that I loved playing with. Um, and when you win a premiership, you, you create a bond that um, can't be taken away from you. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I've really cherished um, my time there, but I'm certainly enjoying my time now at North Melbourne. And um, what was the transition like from Western Bulldogs to Melbourne, North Melbourne? Uh, I think the transition, like, it, was, it was tricky because... You know, you came from a team that, you know, had just won a premiership. So then all of a sudden you're forming this completely new team. Um, so it took it took me a while to sort of, I guess, form um, close relationships with those players um, to gel. When you're creating a new team and our pre-seasons are really short. So in the men's, you know, they're over a few months. Ours is only eight weeks. So it was really hard to try to connect and, and get to know how certain players wanted to play. Um, and how, like, you might sort of gel with them, how you, you know, connect with them by hands or how you want to kick to a certain forward. So it became – it was a bit tricky, but um, as the year sort of progressed, it got a lot easier. Um, you won the premiership in 2018, I believe it was. Like, how – how what like, did that feel leading up to the grand final – on grand final day? How, how – what was the vibes feeling like? Yeah, well, it was an interesting build-up because our captain, Katie Brennan, at the time, was um, she was trying to fight a, a charge. So she was ruled out of the grand final because of a dangerous tackle. So she went through, like, the highest tribunal that you could possibly do. So it was a little bit of a distraction for us. But um, I don't know. I think the grand final week was so exciting, like, build-up. You, you do a bit more media, um, talking about the game, and all that, and that was that was the exciting um, part of it. And then because we played in summer, the, the weather was usually really good. Um, the grand final, it was absolutely pissing down. So we were playing at Icon Park, and I've never seen rain like it the day um, the day of the game. So luckily during the game, it wasn't uh, it wasn't too wet, but it, you know obviously the ground was a little bit wet. So uh, it wasn't ideal conditions to play a grand final. The crowd wasn't as big as a result, but, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty surreal. I just remember sitting on the bus uh, on the way back to Whitnoble and you sort of look at your premiership medal and you think, Jesus, do we really do this? Um, this is something that I dreamed of 
when I was really young and to be able to have a premiership medal was pretty special. Um, how did you get involved with the North Melbourne Huddle Program? Yeah, so um, I was a teacher for um, about six years and uh, I was taught at a school in Flemington. So some of those students um, went to the huddle there and I, I just, I guess I just knew a lot about what the huddle did and um, I was really passionate about that. So part of me coming over to North Melbourne, I got a job with the huddle and I started just in the sport and rec um, team there and then I, I've slowly progressed into the education team, which is probably more suited to, to me as a, as a person because of the, um, you know, the work that I've done as a teacher before. So um, I'm so fortunate that the club's got an organisation such as the Huddle that uh, does some amazing work and I'm, I'm really grateful that I, I get to work in that organisation. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Live FM. My name is Lachlan, live from McKillop College, Werribee, Melbourne, Australia with Spencer. Our guest today is captain of North Melbourne's AFLW team, Emma Carney. Um, can you explain what the huddle is for people who may not know? Yeah, so the huddle is the community arm of North Melbourne Footy Club. And there's, I guess we exist to empower young people through the power of sport. And we've got a number of programs. So we've got our sport and rec um, programs. And I guess for the listeners too, we exist in the North Melbourne area, but also we do some programs out in the Wyndham area. So um, our sport and rec programs, um, it's not specifically um, football at all. So a Friday night out in Wyndham um, at Eagle Stadium, we have a big volleyball tournament. There's about 80 people that come and do some volleyball. So if you're ever keen, come on down to Eagle Stadium on a Friday night. Um, we do holiday programs. So for high school students in, in the Wyndham area, um, which is always good fun, you know, things like ice skating and, um, sports tournaments, um, barista courses, they're some of the options that we have. Um, and then we've also got the education side of things, so the work that I do, delivering programs, uh, delivered programs at it. We kill it before, um, currently doing that at the moment. So that's essentially what we do, but a lot of work we do in, is in the community, which is fantastic. What was it like becoming a PE teacher? Um, oh, I was good. I reckon since I was about for year eight, I always wanted to be a PE teacher. I loved loved my PE teachers. I really clearly loved my sport. So always got along with my PE teachers and um, I guess they were my biggest influences to get into the profession. And, um, yeah, when I first got my first teaching gig, it was, it was hard trying to navigate it for the first time and you're a bit inexperienced, but as you get a bit more comfortable, uh, it's really exciting and, being able to connect with young people and learn from them um, was something that I really enjoyed doing. Um, circling back to footy, you wear the number nine on your on your Guernsey. Does that number hold any value to you or like was that just picked? Um, no, it, it doesn't. I've never really had any value to the numbers that I've, I've chosen. Um, I, I did get a, a choice and I suppose I chose number nine. I like the um, single-digit numbers but also – um, some of my favourite players, you know, such as Sean Burgoyne, um, Patrick Cripps, um, Conchon, uh, Rory Sloan wore the, or wear the number nine. So I suppose that was part of the reasons why I, I chose that as well. Um, have you enjoyed being captain at both teams of the Bulldogs and Melbourne? 
Yeah, it's um, it's it's been good. Uh, I suppose when I was younger, I never thought of myself as a as a leader or as a certainly as a captain because I was a bit more reserved and shy. But um, I've really grown into my leadership and um, sort of embraced who I am a little bit more. Embraced that I am a bit more reserved and and quiet, but um, I've certainly grown in my confidence um, being able to lead and, and form relationships. Um, with people in my team and and um, and staff around the club as well. Do you feel any extra pressure being a leader at a club? Um, yeah, I think there's always a little bit of extra pressure attached to being a, a leader in the club. But uh, as I mentioned earlier, I, I quite like the pressure. It, it's it's when I perform my my best. So. Um, yeah, I take it all in my stride and and just, you know, hope that I can, I guess, relieve some of the pressure from some of our younger players so they can just play with a bit more freedom and, and I can take on a bit more of that load for them. What do you think you'll be doing once your playing career is over? Uh, oh, hard, to, hard to know. I, I, I mean, being a teacher and, and being an educator, I like uh, helping young people so... I think it's it'll continue in that education te- like sort of um, profession. Whether it whether whether it being in coaching, uh, I'd love to get into some sort of coaching at some stage, or whether I sort of continue with the, the huddle and see how that take where that takes me. But um, yeah, hard hard to know at this stage. But but certainly I uh, love the education side of things. Um, uh, you I see you as a pioneer in the sport for the women's side of things. Do you think you're a big influence for a lot of young females across Australia who may want to play AFLW in the future? Yeah, I think the whole of AFLW is a big influence. Um, you know, you just you just look on TV and um, see the, the young fans coming out to games, which is really pleasing. Like when I was growing up, there was, there was no women, on visible women on TV playing sports. So now that they can see it, like it's it's pretty unbelievable and, and they can sort of have a lot more opportunities than I did growing up. So, um, yeah, certainly I, I take my role as a role model um, quite seriously and and it's great that we've got so many positive um, women's athletes, not just AFL athletes, but women across the board um, influencing young people's lives. Um. It's Lachlan Christo's birthday tomorrow, and on the topic of that, it's also your birthday on the 24th, I believe. And yeah. so I just want to wish you and my bro- and my buddy, Lachlan, a happy birthday. Happy so, birthday, Lachlan. Uh, th- thanks, Emma. Happy birthday to you, and thanks it, for it's not, it's not the 18th, is it? Is it your yeah, 18th? 18 tomorrow. <laughs> oh, big celebration. Yeah. So exciting. Um. You hold some pretty big achievements in your career at the top level. Um, according to some statistical websites I went on, you were the first player in AFLW history to have 30-plus disposals in a match for premiership points. How does it feel to have, like, such a big achievement like that? Um, yeah, it's hard to sort of, I don't know, I guess, I don't know. It's, it's hard to sort of put into words. Um I try not to base my game too much on, on stats. I think sometimes people can get really carried away with that. And I, I just try to look on the impact that I can have on games. Um, and that's not necessarily when I've got the ball in hand, but what am I doing when I don't have the ball in my hands? Um, 
but yeah, like those those sorts of things. It's something that I'll really reflect on when I finish my career. At the moment, I'm just striving to get better and better um, each year, and, and hopefully, I can do that. But um, I'll certainly reflect on it later in my career and think, oh, yeah. Do you think you'd go back to a state level of footy after finishing up in the AFLW? Um, I don't know. I think I might be too old and <laughs> too like too sore to do it. Um, it's a great question. Oh, I just I don't know though. Um, I, yeah, I might be just a bit too old by the time I, I retire. But it, it might be a really good outlet for me anyway to do something on the weekend. Um, North Melbourne's season so far has started with one win and two losses. Uh, do you feel like, where do you feel like you can finish your season? Off strongly, hopefully? Yeah, I, I think we can finish off strongly. Um, we've come off two close losses to two great teams, um, two of the best teams in the comp. So uh, it'd be nice to knock off one of those. We've got um, Brisbane later on in the year. It'd be nice to knock them off just to give the girls confidence that they can match it with some of the best. Um, but I, I think for us, it's just constantly building. We've got such a young team. We've got two girls that are completing year 12 that are, are playing for us at the moment. So pretty remarkable to think of 17-year-olds rolling around. So the more experience that we can get in our young girls, um, the better off we'll be um, getting into the later stages of the year. Um, North finished fourth last year. What do you think needs to be improved to become a potential powerhouse team in the comp? Yeah, I think it's just our ability to score a little bit more quickly. Um, I think we defend the the ground really well and we make it difficult for the teams to score against us. But then I think it's then being able to put scoreboard pressure on. So uh, I think we can just get a bit more speed on the the ball and, and getting it up forward and giving our... Our forwards one-on-one looks, then it'll put us in a really good position to score more efficiently. What was it like once you heard in the 2020 season that it was about to be cancelled? What was that ordeal like? Oh, geez. Um, yeah, it was it was hard. But it was also like it was strange because like oh, no one really knew how dangerous COVID was and what it was about. So I suppose I had a a different perspective than some that, okay, like this This is probably quite serious and people are dying from this, so we need to, um, yeah, we do need to stop the season. But in hindsight, we probably could have continued on with the season because there wasn't the spread that we have been seeing now. But, um, yeah, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Um, yeah, obviously really disappointing because we were in a really good position to to be able to win the whole thing. Um, so to, to lose that. Um, it was pretty devastating, but can't change it now. Coming off the last two years being impacted heavily by COVID, how do you think that's changed you as a person? Um, I think it's just given me more perspective. It's uh, I'm someone that like likes to go, go, go all the time. So I think it, it gave me a chance to sort of reset, slow down, um, think about the things that are important to me and, and make sure that I'm doing them more often. But, um, yeah, it certainly got me to slow down, that's for sure. And um, every single year you've played, you've been in the AFLW's All-Australian. How is just being at the top of the game feel like? Yeah, it's it's good. It's a nice feeling. Um, 
I work like I mean everyone works really hard on their game. Um, I'm no different. Um, I'm always wanting to work on my weaknesses. Every week after a game, I'll go to my coach. What didn't I do well? So I'm always wanting to learn. Um, and I think that's part of my um, progress is, is having that growth mindset, wanting to get better all the time. In 2018, you won the AFLW Best and Fairest. What would your reflection be based off that season alone? Um. Yeah, that was probably one of my years where I just like you. I was just like so confident going into every game. Like I never would doubt myself. I knew that I, I had to play well. Um, but yeah, you you know when you just have those games where you just like oh everything just happens, or you like it just works. Um, so that was one of those seasons where everything just worked well for me. Um, and yeah, I don't look, I've never won a league best and fairest before ever, not even got close. So to actually win one at the highest level was pretty special. This is Lachlan, joined by Spencer, talking to you live from McKillop College, Werribee in Melbourne, Australia on Live FM. Thank you for listening and thank you to Emma for taking the time out of her day to let us talk to her about her journey. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>